this next one, uh, Tidwell. Spice Love. Come up here real quick, Tidwell, for me. Everyone give Tidwell a round of applause, please. Wait, normally people clap. They don't howl at the guy. What? It helps when uh, you got your family with you. Your family? Oh. Michael, one more shill of TabConf. When is TabConf? And why should people go? September 6th through 9th. If uh, you're not coming, you are an attack on Bitcoin. It's as simple as that. So if you're not coming, you hate Bitcoin. Is that a concise way to shill it? I mean, I... Are you coming to TabConf? <laughs> Maybe that was a little aggressive. That's 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 hyperbole. Hyperbole, but okay. So, you're moderating this panel? Yeah, I guess. What do you mean? That's what they tell me. Okay. Uh, 100%. And not to blow smoke up his ass, he's 100% one of the best moderators in space. I'm going to be front row and center with my popcorn. And then, you know, let's not get too I usually crazy. don't cry, <laughs> but I'm up on stage. But, you know. um, all right. So we got Tony, Richard, and where is Lisa? Lisa, coming in hot. Everybody give Lisa a round of applause. All right. Why don't you guys come on up? Uh, so I believe the topic is Ellen URL and Bolt 12 or versus Bolt 12, maybe even. Okay, I don't. I don't see. I don't see the title anywhere. So yes, it's my boxing gloves at home. So I don't know. We gotta keep it maybe like open fists or whatever. I don't know. Open fists like slaps. Okay. Verse bowl twelve. Okay. All right. Um, So maybe we should. I mean, I imagine everyone in here knows about bolt twelve and Ellen URL, except me. So maybe y'all can educate me on what Ellen URL even is, Bolt 12 even is. Uh, I mean, I imagine, like, Bolt 12 are, like, the commandments of Bitcoin and, like, thou shall not steal funds from thou neighbor's node or, you know, whatever, and then the Second Amendment or something. I don't know. what. So what's... Uh, what, what, what is... All right, let's start with bolts, actually. What are the bolts? What, what are these things? Oh, we're going why, there. Why, are we, why, yeah, why are there 11 there? of them? Okay, yeah. Why do we need a 12th one? There's not, there's more than 11 of them. How many are there? Well, there's, I mean, some, I, someone was filling me in that there's a proposed number 13. So like, you know. There, yeah, but that one's not going to work. It's unlucky. It's, it's n- true. Yeah. It's a watchtower it's one. So that one's just like, you know, it's a watchtower bolt. It's a, bolt stands for basis of lightning technology. It is a, it's supposed to be a fully specified description of how lightning works at a technical level. They are not. Pleb docs. It's not something you're supposed to be able to go to and understand how, well, you're not supposed to be, it's not an explainer for how lightning works. It is a specification, which means you are a technically inclined human who wants to implement a piece of software that can interact with other lightning compatible pieces of software. And so it is written with a technical bent and is meant to be as verbose as possible without but like, you know, saying as little as possible to say exactly the thing that's supposed to be said, right? How many of you guys have seen like the dad on Twitter trying to get his kid to make a peanut butter sandwich just by following the instructions? How many people have seen this? One, two, you guys, okay, there's like a handful of people who know. So that's why none of the nodes work? Yeah. Well like okay. yeah. So like the the spec is supposed to be the um the kid who's like giving the dad the instructions, right? Oh, maybe I'll like kind of like sketch out. So there's this like kid and dad. And the kid's telling the dad what to do to make the peanut butter sandwich, right? And the kid's like, you know, put the 
the knife in the peanut butter and the dad just like drops the knife in the peanut butter. And you can see the kid getting like exasperated because the dad's not like following the like intent of the instruction sort of thing. The spec is like what is like the kid saying the thing, right? And then the idea is that the dad, the developer is going to come read what the kid has written down and be able to make a peanut butter sandwich at the end of the day. So that's kind of like what a spec is. And so you want the spec to be like very specific so you know exactly what to do and there's no questions about it, but there's not going to be any extra additional information generally in a spec. So that's what the spec is. Those are lightning bolts. That's a great analogy. I love that, actually. I like the QA tester that's like watching someone put squares into a, a like a circle hole and like a triangle in a circle hole. And she's like, no, no, you're not. The square goes in the square, not the, you know, that, yeah. that's my favorite. So you can just imagine being Same a spec concept. writer is very, yeah. can be a very frustrating experience. Okay, it's like years in the process to get some of these specs merged in. Like, that's not easy. Right. And we can talk about why the reason for that is. Like, the reason, it's something in order to make a proposal to the specs be considered a spec in Lightning. Bitcoin works very differently for other reasons. But Lightning has its own spec process. We're independent from the Bitcoin process. Um, One of the things, what it takes to get a written specification considered part of the formal specs is that you have to get two independent people. Typically, one of them is the same person who's writing it. So one person will write the spec and implement it as they're writing it. Then they'll hand off their written instructions to a second person who has a lightning implementation. And then they're supposed to kind of almost in like a, a clean room. I mean, they can ask questions, but they're really supposed to just be able to read what you've written and re-implement what you've done. And then you take the two pieces of software and you point them to each other and like, okay, well, can they actually do the thing together? Right. So it's kind of, I don't know, like depending on what your idea of fun is, that's like a really technically challenging like idea of fun. You know, you're like, write the instructions, hand it off to the next guy, see if they can like do what you've done and then you test it. Um, And once you've done that process, so once you've had almost independent verification to some extent that the written instructions are actually enough to be able for someone else to recreate what you've done independently and you can prove that it can do that, they can talk, they can interoperate, then we'll consider what you've written in spec. Okay, but let's take a step back. Like, no one messaged me on Twitter asking me for my input on the bolts when they came out. Do you have a lightning implementation that you implement? Well, no, but I'm just saying, like, how how did these bolts come into existence? Who was part of this committee? How come they didn't ask me for my input? Well, typically the people who are making writing lightning implementations are... That's supposed to be a little funny. ...are the ones... Oh, I'm sorry. Where's your lightning <laughs> then, implementation, Tidwell? Uh, it's, it's in a private channel. Oh, okay. Well, when you announce it, you know, come talk. Oh, like, okay. But, but what I'm trying to get at is the, the people who came up with the original bolts, the specification, who were they? Who are these people? And then, and then uh, is, it, is it correct to say that the first implementations uh, or the first spec of Lightning was the first 11 bolts? Is that correct? Or what, what was like the first like, you know, specification for a Lightning node? Yeah, I mean, it started with the specs, right? So it started with, they sat down and started writing them. So Lightning started, I think, at the Milan Scaling Bitcoin Conference. I want to say that was in 2016. Um, There were three different kind of parties present then. It was what we now know of as Core Lightning, L&D, the Lightning Labs team, and the Eclair team, the St. Asank team or whatever. Um, Those like kind of three groups came together, and they started writing the specs together. I wasn't around in Lightning then. I showed up at the next spec summit. That was my first summit. It was the next one that happened in 2018. 
Um, so I'm not really sure kind of like, I, I, was, I wasn't privy to like the original process of writing the specs and getting them working, but there was definitely, you know, a process of like, everyone's writing their implementations and then they had a big interop process that happened. Um, and ever since then, anytime a new proposal has been written, they, every new piece that gets added to the spec goes through the same two-party process. Right, but like none of, uh, also like none of this, just to verify, none of this uh, was necessarily input from like Poon or Taj. This was just vision from like their paper and then they wrote the specs that kind of was like a more concrete implementation of the protocol. Exactly, yeah. So, I think... And, but but I, the question I'm asking is, was there originally, because I, I really don't know, was there originally like 11 discrete bolts that defined the spec? That's my question. Yeah, I think so. Okay. And, that, and that's what we know as lightning been, today, right? And one of them has since been like thrown away. It was like, I don't remember exactly what it was, but it had to do with like IRC. There was like a thing, oh, there was a, lightning things over IRC, and that bolt is no longer listed. Got, let's bring that back. That sounds T fun. Tony, which bolt number was that? I don't know, but that sounds Probably like, like bolt five like or bolt three or something. Six. Bolt six. Bolt six. Someone Google that. It's re-implemented over right. Oster. <laughs> okay, so so we have, okay, so so we, we you gave a great history. So thank you so much for that, uh, of how like the spec came across, what a spec is. Uh, uh, the first 11 bolts that kind of define what a lightning node implementation should be or what it is. And, and now we're talking about, you know, what has happened since then, right? And, and let, me, let me bring it over to Richard. You have, you've been quiet. So what, so what is LNURL and why did that come about? Um, well, LNURL was a way, uh, obviously, you needed to be able to facilitate moving uh, invoices between people. And so LNURL has... A variety. It has payments, withdrawals, I think auth authentication, and there are probably one or two others in there. Um, and uh, it facilitates essentially an easy way to, uh, you know, receive the invoice or, uh, you know, withdraw uh, just by a QR code. What's, um, what's the UX without LNURL? Uh, a lot of copy and pasting. Okay. And yeah. then, so, correct me if I'm wrong, LNURL is... Is that interactive or? Uh, it, it's, uh, no, it can be static, Ooh. Uh, which is useful. So you just, you know, one QR code and uh, you never have to regenerate it. If effectively, it just points to an endpoint, which will retrieve a new invoice for you. It's still kind of interactive with the protocol, uh, right? Yeah, it, a little bit, but uh, you can have essentially a static QR code as a result uh, for the end user. I'm going to pass it over to Tony. Tony, why do you love LNURL? Uh, you know, I thought the um, the thing I think I love the most about it is uh, what Zebedee has pushed forward with LNURL address. Um, so it's not just like a URL that's like, you know, one, two, three, four, you know, www.whatever.com slash blah, blah, blah. It's like you can do like um, ban at mutinywallet.com. And like that's his identifier. And that maps to a URL, a specific URL. The user doesn't need to know anything about that weird encoding and the dot well-known path and any of that. They, they just know a human identifier and then you can construct the path from that and then you can actually get the invoice. So what you get is a UX that looks like I am paying this individual named Ben and, you know, his domain is mutinywallet.com and like you get to a pretty much like a, you know, cash app Venmo style UX just by paying um, these like usernames basically. So I, I thought that was pretty innovative and it, like it made so much sense in hindsight too. Uh, when you guys came out with that, I was like, Oh yeah. Like that instantly makes sense. So, like that was, that was pretty, it was cool. pretty much me and Fiat Joff. Nice. Good job. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, thanks. Thanks, so. though. Right, you want to know what I don't like about Ellen URL? Uh, Lisa, what, why do you hate Ellen URL? <laughs> um, I, I hate. Is that is this what position I'm taking? Is it like debate club? They like you, you, you have you to take this position because I put you like there. A, I've been assigned. I, 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 okay. I'm painting you as the Bolt Twelve Maximalist. Uh, oh God. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna hand out character cards here. We could have gotten a hand in it before we hopped. Okay, that's no, cool. Um, so I think like, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do this. Okay. Um, the what do you call it? Uh, I think yeah. I'm say some spicy things. Let's do it. Um, Ellen URL. So both of these. So like, if you get down to it, the general idea is like, if you want to make a payment on Lightning. It, generally speaking, you're going to want an invoice for that. So you're going to want someone to give you an invoice that you have to pay. You get an invoice, you pay it, you've made a Lightning payment, right? The original Lightning specs didn't have any suggestions about how to get an invoice from the person who wants to get paid or the person who wants to pay, right? That's like the, you know, you need it. Yeah. So Lightning invoice tells you like how much you need to pay, who to pay it to, how to get it to them, all kinds of nifty stuff, right? Okay. So this is like the invoice, right? It's like the object that you're trying to get to the person who wants to pay. LNURL is a proposal, or like more than a proposal at this point, but is a it's a suggestion, a standardized way to use HTTP, to use web, web protocols, like webby things, to get an invoice from a Lightning node and then deliver it to the person who wants to pay it, right? Um, it's a standard thing. And so... You know, I think there's more, I think generally speaking, there's more light, more web developers in the world than there are any other kind of developer really at this point. So developing a standard that uses well-known web standards of how to get an invoice from one person to another is like very easy for a web developer to figure out how to do and how to use. And it like talks to language, it talks to language you already know, you know web addresses, you know how to set up an endpoint and do like a web thing. Um, but now it means that in order to interoperate between two parties who want to, like, pay each other, they essentially need a web server running so that they can do these HTTP web-level protocols, right? So, like, LNURL is just, like, a web dev way of getting an invoice from one place to another. I mean, that sounds super pro, LNURL. I don't... I mean, I... All right, let's get spicy then. Maybe, maybe Richard. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, no, I, I, that's what I liked about it. Like, when Lightning Address showed up, uh, I think I, I wrote Ellen URL pay, withdraw, and Lightning Address in a weekend from scratch. Would you, so, like, would you call yourself a web developer? No, I hate front end. You're not a, but, I'm a back end developer. But, you're, but, but you do, that's, that's web development, though. I suppose. Web development is HTTP is a protocol. I, I will tell you, I also implemented Bolt 8 decoding. That was infinitely harder than implementing all what the is, LN URLs. Yeah, what is, uh, what, yeah. what is Bolt 8 decoding is what, though? Is uh, that, the Sphinx decoder. Man, you really don't want to be called a web developer. That's a, Oh, no, that's I, a, I, I, I never even learned CSS. We, a, we find that as an insult. I mean, I'm talking about HTTP protocols. I don't know why people think I'm talking about front end. Like, uh, so uh, let me ask you a question. Do you think it's an issue with LN URL that there's so huh. many different, uh, I guess you could say, like extensions of it or like ways of implementing? Like, because there's like, you can pay withdrawal channel stuff. You can there's like twenty different like Ellen URL X you know things. I'll, I'll like say that. from experience, I think there is a, I think there was a few I was implementing once for a job, and um, 
there were some extensions I didn't even like look at. Like I was like looking at some of the base ones. I was like, oh yeah, I just implement that and then boom, it'll work. Uh, but I think there was a few more extensions that were added to some of them. What's um, one that you hated? I well, I, I don't know if I like. I wouldn't say hate. I just I was just like some of it. It's like it's all over the place. It feels like sometimes where how you build extensions. Like you have, and I'm not a I'm not a uh, LNURL expert by any means, but it's just like you have like I don't know twenty or thirty of them by now. Um, so it's like some of them are dependent on others. So there's like a whole tree that you got to follow. It's like, oh, you can do this, but you can stop there. But if you want this feature, you can do this. And, you know, in one way it, it, it works, but then um, another way, like if you're just reading that base spec, I don't think they link to each other pretty well. So if you're just reading that one, it doesn't go forward and say, you probably want to do this one next Does as well. Does Zeus implement all the LNURL capabilities and options? Not every little granular thing, but the main... So off, withdrawal, pay, um, but there's just so many uh, like sub features, like whether it be adding extra metadata to a memo. Um. So he's saying no, uh, because back, there's so many. To, so to th thank you so much for being wait, a guest wait, wait, panelist. Wait, we accept pull yeah. requests though. <laughs> Zeus is accepting PRs to to use parts of the LN URL that no one's using. Is that what you're saying? Okay. Well, um, uh, if we if we go back to some of these comments, like it does it does make sense for like web developers and and you know engineers and other classes of people that write code um, to to be able to do it easily. Um, but I mean, it does mean that there is a web server involved, and like when you're paying a specific person, not everyone's going to have a web server, and that's like the biggest problem. And I think that one of the my understanding of one of the core authors of Bolt Twelve. One of the downsides to the HTT protocol is how it does authentication, it uses certificates. You start getting back into, in order to send and receive protocols on the HTTP stack, you start getting back into needing these certificates of authority. So you start getting under, when now when you're sending and receiving information about making a lightning payment, you're, you need the authentication layer on the HTTP stuff has to do with the certificate authority layer of stuff. So like one of the core lightning authors, spec authors really doesn't like the way that HTTP as a protocol is written. Um, and so the idea of Bolt 12 is that how do we achieve this goal, which is to take an invoice from the person who wants to get paid and get it to the person who wants to pay them. How can we use the existing lightning communication protocol because at, at the base layer, lightning is a way of sending and receiving messages. How can we solve this problem in a lightning native way such that we don't have to involve another protocol, which in this case would be the HTTP protocol stack and all the security decisions that they've made around um, how they authenticate who you are and that sort of thing. So what if we get, we've already in lightning built a system where you can send and receive messages to peers, et cetera, at any distance and using the public key infrastructure that we have, how can we reuse that to accomplish this goal of taking an invoice and getting it to the person who wants to pay you? And it's just that, it's that simple. Uh, so, so I think that's a good segue into Bolt 12, but real quick, does anyone want to make a comment on LNURL before we start going a little yeah, bit deeper? The, the one of the things I really hate about it is the reliance on HTTP, which also brings in the reliance on IP addresses for the most part. Um, and, and what we have seen is that in a, in a protocol that otherwise doesn't need to know the sender of the payment, you've now introduced the sender asking some web server, 
to get an invoice in order to make the payment. And now you basically dox senders to a certain degree. I know Zebedee bans certain states from accessing its APIs. So when certain when I'm using certain VPNs from certain states, I can't pay, I can't zap or pay a Zebedee user because the LN URL is being blocked uh, because of my safety. IP address. It's for it's for, it's for my safety. It's, it's for your safety. It's for your safety from regulators. I, I get it. I get it. Uh, but but it kind of doxes the senders in that degree. So um, at least from their IP address because there's a reliance. But we talked about earlier that there is no privacy on Lightning right now, so it doesn't matter, right? It's all broken. Uh, a, little, a little devil's advocate, though, before we go. I mean, if you're already going to the length of running this Lightning node, which is super complicated, what's an extra HTTP server? Am I right? I, I was going to say, you know, if you're running a business, like, you probably already have a web server, so it's not much of a lift. Yeah. You already I, don't, have a, I, don't, I don't know if they're buying you it. You already have yeah, a Lightning node. <laughs> you already have a Lightning node, too, so that's not much of a lift either. So, 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 so Bolt 12, let's go. <laughs> yeah, let's go to Bolt 12. So, so Lisa, Lisa, Lisa was taking us there. Um, I think probably out of the panelists and me, like, Lisa's probably the most up to date with, with I, let's first talk about, like you, you kind of summarized Bolt 12 a little bit. Maybe, is there anything else you want to add to Bolt 12 and offers and, and maybe some use cases so people understand like, hey, we don't need this HTTP server with uh, LNURL or maybe we still need this, but this it can solve this use case. Like, I don't know. Talk. This is a great question yeah. that my information <laughs> is maybe a few years out of date, which is fine. That's on me. Um, I, I mean, again, like it's it's a the general idea is how do you get an invoice from the person who wants to get paid to the person who wants to pay it? How are you getting it to them? And Bolt 12 is just an outline of what if we just use the Lightning Network to do that, right? One of the cool things, though, that it kind of enable like unlocks separate from the existing Bolts is now that you have kind of this addressability, you can do sort of like a static QR code where you could print out like what they call like an offer. The Bolt 12 calls them offers. It's basically like a, I don't know, offer to buy something sort of. Um, so if you're like a t-shirt seller, you could have like a stack of t-shirts and a little QR code next to it. If someone wants to buy the t-shirt, they can just scan your QR code. Your Lightning node on your phone would be able to use its existing connection to the Lightning network to go figure out who it wants needs to pay through the QR code ask them for an invoice over Lightning, get it back. Then in your wallet, this is a dream, you'd be able to see what that person needs in order to complete the payment, how much money they want. Maybe they want your, I don't know, a mailing address, depending. Not, you probably wouldn't need any of that for like a t-shirt. Um, click pay. And then your, your Lightning node on your phone would be able to build a Lightning payment and know how to send that successfully and make that payment. You could do this entire loop over the Lightning network. So what's cool about that, though, is because it's all over Lightning, you as a shop merchant could, in theory, have a Lightning node on your phone. Maybe you've got a Mutiny wallet that's created a Bolt 12 offer, and that's what you've printed out and put on the table. So now you're actually doing peer-to-peer payments from my... Like, the Lightning is literally going straight from my cell phone over to Tony's, maybe Tony's the t-shirt vendor. Tony didn't need we anything. Good, we have good t-shirts. Yeah. If you haven't seen them. <laughs> I know. How do I, how do I, maybe we'll talk later. We'll yeah. Okay. Um, the, uh, now I can send, I can do basically an entire like workflow, so to speak of making and sending a lightning payment 
on just mobile phones, just using our Lightning nodes. Um, and so this actually makes peer-to-peer payments, especially in the mobile ecosystem, possible. Um, and suddenly, like, I don't need necessarily, maybe I don't want a web shop where I'm sending t-shirts. Maybe I, for whatever reason, you know, I sell fruits and vegetables at the farmer's market. And I just want to run all my Bitcoin for that day on my on my cell phone's web app, um, not web app, like Lightning Node on my phone. Um, now I can affect, like, have a whole commerce store in real life or whatever. And that's all I need. So does Bolt 12 pass the privacy seal of approval for mutiny? Or maybe you need more time to think about that. I don't know. I'll yeah. put you kind of on the spot. So I, my context of what I know about privacy, I limit it to just what the current technology is because I don't want to hold context years in the future that may never come. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I mean, I mean, it's just like, it's just too much. Oh, backtrack. There's, there's just like way too much. That takes years to do, and I, I, I worry about the current. How, how long has Bolt 12 been proposed? It's been proposed for like 18, Two 20 years, years or something. No, it's, the first presentation on Bolt 12 was at the 2019 Lightning Conference. Right. In Berlin. We're, we're saying the same thing. So, so <laughs> and, 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 and I would say maybe besides watchtowers, I mean, this is the biggest like thing that's been pushed for, for, for like as in terms of a spec change for Lightning, or has there been other... There's a lot. Route blinding. Okay. Well, Route blinding bolt got merged. Yeah, isn't right yes, been yes, merged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the That's huge. But isn't Bolt 12 actually multiple things? It's route blinding, it's the offers, and uh, onion routing. So it's also kind of confusing because it's multiple aspects. And did you, with your, with your, I, I tried to follow you, but route blinding, was that part of your, uh, was that part of your reasoning for why Bolt 12? Did you get into that, or what? What is right? T- talk about route blinding. Uh, I believe it ends up giving you some sort of Tor rendezvous routing properties, but unfortunately, that's about as much as I know. Okay. Yeah, you 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 introduce a path that you introduce um, a path into the audience that you give the recipient, so that that way they can get a payment. They 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 don't they don't know the recipient of the payment. They just know one node to get to. Um, and then it'll go the rest of the route there. So you encrypt the final hops into the what you give to the center. And that's actually one of the cool things about um, the custom onion messaging stuff that, that Bolt 12 introduces or, or relies upon is the fact that um, you can even build it for general messaging if you wanted. I know there's a whole pro and con about like should we introduce general messaging through the onion layer of the lightning network uh even though it could be possibly done today anyways i worked on that at impervious where we did that and we did it by just doing payments that way um, but it's three times the cost on the node routers uh to to support that so rusty was like okay let's let's do it in a way where it doesn't attach payments We'll do onion, the same onion routing that we do on Lightning today, but we'll just be passing messages around. And so now, without knowing the recipient of the payment, or maybe maybe I'm refreshing my mind on what I do know about privacy implications <laughs> on Ball 12, without knowing the destination of the payment, the true destination of the payment, you get this offer, maybe it has the route hints in there, and then now you can communicate to them and then get an invoice back, and then that has some route hints in it too, and then you pay them all without knowing what the pub key is of the destination. I think that is there like something where it's like even if it's like one hop away, you still like give some phony hops in the middle or yeah. something as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so uh, 
let's say Bolt 12 gets implemented, right? And and everyone adopts it. Is there still place for LN URL, like like or or pieces of it that were so critical that kind of filled this void, or is it mainly people would just start using Bolt 12, or is there some kind of people would use both? Or I'm curious to hear thoughts on this from anyone. I wouldn't know exactly. I know that at the spec level, there's definitely been entertainment of how to make LN URL part of the Bolt 12 specification. I'm not exactly sure where that has gone. I'm not sure it went very far, but it's definitely like something that's been floated. Like how do we keep the, the ability to send and receive and the specification for using HTTP protocols to send and receive invoice data as a thing that like, you know, we keep a record of how that works and how these things interoperate. Um, so I'm not, I mean, I don't, I'm not sure that like, you know, people are going to have uh, the need and the ability to communicate and send each other messages over HTTP. That's going to be a thing that continues. It's going to be a technology that more people are familiar with and know how to do in general than the lightning. And this is why I mentioned the web developer thing earlier, right? The number of people that are familiar with HTTP protocols and how to send and receive messages and have tools and understand how to do that is much, much, much bigger and greater and more accessible than the number of people that understand how the Lightning Protocol works, how to send and receive messages over the Lightning Protocol, right? How that is set up. Like, Richard, it sounds like, is probably one of the few people who understands what establishing a secure connection over a Lightning network takes. Bolt 8 is, as you mentioned, extremely complicated and not a very simple thing to implement. It's so like the number of people who are familiar with how that works and how those connections get established, the number of tools that let you do that are very limited, right? So to some extent, yeah, like Bolt 12 as a protocol that people are able to build on, use, have familiarity with, have the tools and the access to it today, super limited, right? Um, you are kind of relying on the wallets to add that ability to communicate over that protocol and understand that. You're reliant on, you know, maybe like websites adding those kinds of features and abilities into like the web browsers. Um, projects like Mutiny are super important that way because they're enabling like, you know, lightning level communication protocols to happen in the browser. Like that is like new novel stuff. So like, why is Bolt 12 taking forever? Like that to me is like kind of one of the more obvious like answers to the question. It's like, it's just, it's, it's. Bolt 12 is revolutionary in a way that LNURL is not, right? LNURL takes existing tools and stuff that we have and things that we know how to do and said, let's use what we know and like what's currently possible and take that and make it such that we can send and receive these things that we need to make lightning payments. Bolt 12 is let's reimagine the world where everyone knows and understands how the lightning protocol works as a protocol and just using the way that we want the world maybe to communicate or how we want, like how we want people to be transacting, which is privately using onion routing. I mean, these lightning communication protocols kind of like Tony mentioned just now, you're basically doing tour level routing. It's like having a tour level ability of sending and receiving payments. You get that level of privacy when you're getting these invoices and sending them back and forth. So we already have that built in. Let's just make that possible. So I would say like, yeah, Bolt 12 is like extremely different, revolutionary. It's not something that we're used to thinking about how to do communications and payments. Um, and getting over that hurdle and getting that to into the hands of everyone takes a lot more 
Um, it takes a lot more conversations like this one where we explain exactly what's going on and how it works. It takes um, more people building tools that let you do that um, such that you can connect to the Lightning Network using, you know, the, the Bolt 8 establishment kind of stuff. Like all that sort of tooling, et cetera, doesn't really like, there's like a huge gap there, right? So like, yeah, Bolt 12 is like, is it, is coming, but it, it, it depends on people working and building the tooling that's able to do that. Um, what I want to do is let's do final thoughts, shill what you want to shill, and we'll we'll close out the panel. I want to see something on URL-like, but on Oster instead, natively. That would be sick, but that's my final thought. I feel like what we're talking about today is mostly like, how do we make commerce over lightning easier, right? Like, how do we make it easier so that people can get paid with lightning? Um, the obvious thing today is to use the HTTP protocols that we have. Like, that's the easiest, fastest way that we were able to get, I think, and successfully so, get like millions of more payments happening over lightning. I think that's awesome. Um, I'm really excited to see like all of the new different protocols. Like I don't think we're done with protocol design in terms of like how we make payments on lightning easier and faster and like what kinds of like underlying privacy technology, et cetera, we're using to get that done. Um, and I'm like, yeah, I'm super excited, like both for what we've accomplished so far as a lightning community. Um, and I think there's just like all kinds of really cool stuff happening in lightning. And you should definitely check out the base 58 lightning class to learn more. Nice. And, uh, Last but not least. Uh, well, I still personally am a big fan of LNURL because I can implement it. Um, I am really looking forward to route blinding stuff in Vault 12. Um, it's merged. It is it's merged. in the spec. Well, until like... Tidwell, update your implementation. We're yeah, I was going to say. Uh, I, it's a secret implementation that will be announced soon. TM. Um, <laughs> Tapconf with no specified year. And come to TapConf. Uh, I love you all very much. Thank you so much for being great panelists and trying to make this somewhat of a debate, you know, like even though, I, you know, we, we, we kind of decided like this isn't necessarily apples to apples, but this was awesome. Give them a round of applause. Woo! This is great. Thank you very much.